You're in the water loop. Welcome to Waterloop, the podcast helping water leaders to discover solutions and drive change. I'm the host, Travis Loop. Analysis has shown a significant lack of diversity in the sources cited in media coverage. This means failing to include Black, Latino, and Indigenous water experts, and to present the stories of people within impacted communities. The Color of Water platform was created to counter this trend. It's an online directory that journalists can use to connect with a diverse set of experts, as discussed in this episode with Jose Aranda, Relationships Manager for the Water Hub. Jose explains how the color of water is training these experts to bolster their skills, sharing where they appear in media coverage, and aiming to add their voices to policy discussions and professional gatherings. Before starting, a quick mention that Waterloop is a nonprofit media outlet, and this episode is made possible by support from Springpoint Partners. Now to the conversation. You're in the Waterloop. Jose, I'm glad to have this conversation with you. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a former journalist and I guess still kind of a quasi journalist here. So I think it's awesome that you guys built this directory, this color of water directory to help put water experts out there. Um, that have more diverse backgrounds than, than usual. Um, before we dive into what it is, how it works, all that stuff, could you talk about the problem, uh, the long-running lack of diversity in media coverage, especially in the sources that like media goes to for covering water issues? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so glad to be here, and thank you so much for the for the invitation, um, and yeah, I mean, I think this um, is is a you know long-standing situation or, or the lack of diversity um, in in water coverage in the media. Um, but for us, um, we we became more aware of this uh, back in 2019. The Water Hub um, conducted what we call a, a media landscape analysis. So we were trying to see what were the, the main topics that were being covered in, in the media around water um, and what were the trends. And from that analysis, it was very clear that there was um, the stories of the communities that were impacted the most were being left out. Mm. Um, so the stories of communities, black communities, um, Latino communities, um, minority communities, and, and of course, low-income communities, right? Um, and we also realized that the voices that were being featured were pretty homogeneous. And, and that was, um, I think, not only in the media, but was also a reflection of the water field at large. So what I mean is that we were seeing the same type of water expert being featured in the media. And that is mostly, you know, white men with degrees in, you know, water related fields, hydrology, uh, engineering, um, that were either part of water management institutions or were part of uh, policy making uh, or decision makers. 
Um, and so, you know, if you think about it, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know, that there's a correlation between the water field not being very diverse um, and the voices being featured in the media also not being very diverse. And so these two things, you know, the conversation and the actual decision-making and management um, kind of like feed each other. And so there was, there was this loop. And so as a result, the communities that we were being left out um, and that are still being left out, um, you know, although we're trying to change that with the color of water and with, you know, a lot of efforts from many different organizations. Um, but the, the, the outcome of that was that the communities that are on the front lines of water and climate impacts do not see themselves in those stories and therefore do not connect and there's no resonance in mm. those stories. So like when you, when you see, you know, um, a film or where you see a story in the media that is not reflecting your vision and your experience of reality. And therefore you're basically disengaged from that story. It doesn't do provide the, the real picture to audiences out there also, right? If, if stories are, don't include more diverse viewpoints and stories about these other parts of the community, then the audience of that newspaper, TV outlet, what, you know, whatever, isn't, they're not getting properly educated either on what's happening out there in water. That's, they're, they're kind of losing out too. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And, and I would even go further and say that not only then, therefore, there is a misunderstanding of the problems that we're facing in regards to, to water, but we're also missing um, the solutions. We're also missing mm. uh, what are the solutions. And we're, we're leaving out the people that are experiencing those problems and that are devising the solutions with their communities, which is key for a broader sense of what we are, you know, just to have a, a good sense of the scope of the problem and what it takes to actually contribute to the solutions, we need to know what it is. Um, and so um, I think that that's, you know, you hit the nail, is, is not only changing or, or uh, providing a, an incomplete picture, um, but that incomplete picture does not allow us to, to actually handle and have a, a, a sense of what the problem is and what, how can we solve it. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. So the color of water, talk to me about this platform that you all built to try to address this problem. Yeah, so as I mentioned, the, the Water Hub conducted this landscape analysis. Um, and we also realized that journalists were also going to the same sources um, that were already, you know, to some extent positioned or have had, you know, some sort of validation as experts. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was, there was a lack of, you know, diversity of sources. Um, and so we wanted to make it easier for journalists because, you know, if you, if you step into the shoes of, of a journalist, um, you're probably, you know, you have a due date that it's coming. You need to get, you know, the, the, the stories and interview, make the interviews and 
get as much information as you can, but you don't have all the time to go into, you know, so it's probably easier for you to go to the experts that have already been featured, right? And so we wanted to make make it easier for journalists and for reporters to, to connect with a more diverse set of experts. And that um, brought quickly the idea of we should also include not only um, what are the traditional experts in water, so meaning policy or uh, engineering experts, but also community experts and indigenous knowledge and traditional ecolo ecological knowledge holders um, and just lived experience. You know, so many people deal directly with challenges like flooding or combined sewer overflows um, or drought. Um, and, and so there's a lot of knowledge from those frontline communities um, that is not acknowledged as expertise, unbelievably. And so um, we wanted to expand what an expert in water looks like. Um, and so initially we built this speakers bureau, um, so a list of this spokesperson, uh, spokespeople, and we were able to share that list with different journalists. Um, and then we built a, a, a Twitter list, and, we, and that had a lot of success. Um, just um, having a, a place where people could look into, um, um, you know, experts' um, handles and, and see what they were saying, what they were talking about, what they were posting and publishing. Um, and, and from that experience in, in Twitter, um, we started to build a, an online directory, which we launched uh, last year, at the end of last year in November, and which has been a, a great success. So we now have an online directory. It's a website um, where you can browse um, through our online directory and look at the profiles of all of the different experts that are featured in the directory, which now are over 100 experts um, from different parts of the country, from different communities, from all different fields. We have experts working in the government, working in NGOs, working in research, working with frontline communities, um, doing water monitoring, doing you know ecological research, um, and of course doing advocacy and, and organizing. Um, and so it's, it's, it's meant to make it easier for journalists to get a sense of what are you know, the, the voices that um, are um, bringing in insights, solutions, you know, new thinking, innovation, um, but also that are speaking the truth about what's mm -hmm. happening in the communities. Um, and so what we've learned is that um, it's not only journalists and reporters that are interested. It's also the field at large. The, there's, there's, um, uh, I would say, um, uh, hunger. There's, there's, there's an appetite uh, to learn more about different experts, including uh, people of color experts in water. And there's also an interest from policymakers to hear these stories. There's an interest in, you know, from decision makers as decision makers are also trying to come up with bills and solutions for water problems. Um, the stories of frontline communities and the stories of our experts directory are also super relevant. Yeah, I, I, I love that point. Uh, you know, 
a lot of the, it's not just in the media, but also at a lot of conferences you go to, right? Water conferences, the big meetings and stuff. You have a lot of the same speakers up there on the podium. Uh, and a lot of times there's a big lack of diversity. And so this is a great resource for finding uh, different, different speakers for those things too. Yeah. I mean, one of the um, key learnings from early when, when we were um, building the spokesperson uh, uh, the, the speakers bureau and the Twitter distribution list was that um, we got the feedback that people in the directory felt um, tokenized to some extent, and that and that you know being featured in the directory uh, felt you know somewhat transactional in the beginning, and so we shifted our approach, and and so the the essence of the directory is not necessarily to grow the directory and to have you know more and more people um, people's profiles and just feature them and, and and be you know sort of like an agent uh, um, but we really focus on on relationship building and, and supporting um, what our what our members are doing and what their needs are um, and what kind of support do they need of course with limited capacity uh, but we try to do our best to show up and to learn from 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 their work and, and their voices um, and that's been not only uh, very rewarding for us and, and of course hopefully it feels better for them but that's really enabled us to be better advocates and 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 and, and to make stronger and better pitches of their voices and their work to journalists and so that I think um, adds to to a broader uh, ambition to to you know part step away from extractive journalism, right? Which is what what we try to do is to invite journalists to also make relationships with the people in our directory and to go deeper and look into their stories and into their communities and not just use their voices and then move on to the next stuff, which is something that you know we know. It's hard for journalists as well, but that's that's the the spirit of the color of water is to go deeper into relationships and to actually build connections and and, and build community um, and you know with with a lot of respect and appreciation for for all the stories that and, and for all the problems and solutions that are being devised as well. How do you identify the people that are featured on here? How do you determine that they are an expert? You know that they're that they're a good speaker and you know should be part of this tool. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> um, the, the the short answer is we really don't. We 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 let the spokespeople in our directory self-identify as an expert and self-identify as a spokesperson. So people can um, register to be part of the director voluntarily, <laughs> and so in our in our website there's a form for anyone to um, uh, join the directory. Um, the, the, you know, the only filter that we have is that um, it's for people of color. And that's because people of color have been left out of the conversation and we're trying to balance that, right? Um, but besides that, you know, we welcome anyone who wants to tell their story and wants to bring their perspective and their community or their discipline um, um, and into the conversation. Um, and so what I think has happened is that this has become more of a, you know, word, word of mouth um, uh, suggestion and invitation. Um, 
we do invite um, uh, uh, experts that we, through our relationship and through our partnerships, uh, we think would be great to feature. Um, but we mostly leave it to 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 these experts to to have their interest because not everyone, you know, not all the experts want to be a spokesperson, right? Like not not everyone wants to be in front of a camera or talking to a reporter or providing an interview um, or being featured in a in a conference or in a podcast. So I think mm-hmm. and and we can definitely part of the color of water is building those capacities, right? So we're we also. The Water Hub, and, and that's a, a, a big part of what I do, is we provide support to all the members in the directory to build their communication capacities, whether that's writing an op-ed or um, being in front of a camera um, or drafting some some talking points or thinking about a communication strategy, um, which are you know key skills to have as we as we navigate climate and, and water challenges. Is how how can we um, you know, convey our messages in a, in a, in a compelling way to, you know, basically gather buy-in and, and, and get political will uh, and also the, the technical knowledge to, to devise more solutions. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's voluntary. And, and what we do try to, to, to do is to cover all the main water issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, if there's a water issue that we feel it's it's important to have a voice that can speak to. Then we proactively reach out um, to to gather more expertise uh, around that. So, for example, um, PFAS is is uh, you know an alarming and emergent issue, and we've reached out to have more experts on on that. And there's there's uh, of course all kinds of um, uh, long-standing problems like access to drinking water, uh, access to clean water, uh, and of course, you know, uh, water investments, water infrastructure, lead pipe replacement, um, green infrastructure, storm water management. I mean, water quality, um, a long-standing, uh, a long, a long list of, of issues, and um, and we try to make it easier for you know, people who are looking for an expert on a specific field to find it. So we have uh, a set of filters where people can find, you know, by state, by region, um, by, you know, ethnicity, if you're interested in, in race and ethnicity, by gender um, and by topic, so that you can go into the topic um, in a certain region and find who is um, an expert on that. As we're talking, I actually <laughs> pulled it up on my end. It was just scrolling through it again. Uh, and I love that searchability. I was going to ask you about like how to practically use it. Uh, and it's awesome because you can go in, you can see all the people in one big list and go in and look at them. But then you have those filters that you mentioned, expertise, gender, location, uh, race, ethnicity, etc. Journalists can download the whole directory and have that. Uh, I see a lot of people I, I recognize in here um, and I know are, are great voices and experts so that's that's awesome and then I see so many people that I don't know but now I'm going to click on a lot of these folks and, and learn more about them uh, especially for this podcast um, could you talk a little bit about some of the other pieces here there's like the reflections section kind of the stories and, and what that part's all about yeah um, yeah and, and just to, to echo what you said um, one one thing that is great about the directory, from my perspective, is that we have 
not only a diversity of topics, a diversity of course of ethnicities, um, but also a diversity of um, um, types of expertise. So from indigenous uh, knowledge holders um, to, you know, post PhD and, and people doing uh, in-depth research to um, people that are in water boards uh, making decisions mm. and, and drafting policies, um, legislators. And we also have a diversity in terms of how long they've been working on, on, on water issues or involving water issues from, you know, a, a graduate student to people with more than 30 years doing litigation around tribal water issues. So I, I think that's part of what makes a directory, you know, ha offer really a breadth and a depth of knowledge and expertise that I think um, is unique. Um, and, and yeah, one, one thing that we wanted to take advantage is since we have um, and we and we tr keep track of what's happening in the media. Um, we feature the articles um, where our spokespeople have been featured or that that they have authored. Um, and I think that's relevant because it's important for for folks to not only you know have a, a, a short description of what they do and, and then links to their websites and to their LinkedIn accounts or to their Twitter handles, but also to see what their voice is and what their messages are. Um, and so we, we try to keep track of what they're doing, uh, which is, you know, a, 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 um, a considerable task. And, and <laughs> the purpose of that is so that people can look at what their voice uh, is, 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 saying basically and so um, having having articles that they publish and having articles with the, where they've been featured um, also gives your journalists and reporters an idea of you know what their tone what their interest what what their level of expertise is um, and it also in full honesty gives us an idea of all the different ramifications and the depth of, of water issues and and so you know we learn a lot from their articles and, and the articles that they feature in. You know, now that this was just launched a few months ago, I'm really curious to hear about uh, already future plans and how the platform might evolve and what you might be adding. We're we're planning to we're planning to host some peer-to-peer -peer gatherings between the the members of the directory. There's there's folks in the community that have raised. You know, it's it's great to be part of it, but. I would also like to connect with the, all of mm. these experts. And so while that's not the, the main purpose of the color water, that's definitely something that we can facilitate and that we will facilitate. Um, and we're also thinking about how to build a collective voice. You know, we, our, our main purpose is to elevate all of the voices of, of all these individual experts. But we're also trying to facilitate uh, how to build a collective voice, which is so important in these times, is to have a shared understanding and to have a shared boys that can resonate um you know you know out there um and, and last but not least we've we've received feedback and and we invite feedback from all the people visiting and, and using the directory and so we're about to to launch a new section called uh trending topics so hmm. so you know what are some of the most pressing issues that people are interested in searching for um and we're going to have you know, a list of four or five trendy topics so that if you're a journalist or, or a decision maker or just an expert um, trying to find out something about a 
a topic that just emerged um, that will be easy easier to find. Um, but yeah, um, please um, visit the, the website and please reach out to me for any questions and, and um, any comments. I definitely encourage people to check this out. Uh, I encourage journalists to tap into it. I encourage people planning water conferences and meetings to tap into this and uh, you know increase the diversity of, of speakers. Uh, and uh, you know I encourage people just to come in here and check it out too and look at the reflections section. Great stories and knowledge uh, in there. And so it looks like the main site is Color of Water waterhub.org um, and people can go there and visit it so uh, Jose I'm glad we caught up on this uh, I think it's an awesome tool and I know you guys are just getting started like you said you, you just released at the end of 2022 so it's going to be exciting to see how it grows and the impact it has over time and thank you so much for the for the opportunity Travis thanks for listening to this podcast and thanks to Springpoint Partners for supporting the Waterloop nonprofit media outlet to find all episodes, sign up for email updates, and connect on social media, visit waterloop.org. Waterloop.